Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. It's my pleasure to welcome Rod Cleef to the show. Rod has personally owned over 2,000 single-family homes and multiple apartment communities. Rod has also built several multi-million dollar businesses and has dedicated himself as a community philanthropist. He has a compelling rags to riches to rags to riches story. And Rod has soared from humble beginnings in Holland, I believe it is, to incredible success here in the U.S. So having said that, Rod, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Marco. It's awesome to be here. It's my pleasure to have you on the show. And you know what? I didn't know much about you until recently. And in doing my due diligence on you and learning more about you and listening to your podcast, I was very impressed with a lot of the things that you had accomplished in years past. But then I was even more impressed with your Little Hands Foundation. So Tiny Hands, yeah. Is it Tiny Hands? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's tiny. No, no, it's fine. It's the Tiny Hands Foundation. That's so kind of you to bring that up. I really, really appreciate it. So I'm going to do a little thing that's out of the ordinary for me here. I usually start with tell us about yourself and whatnot. But if you don't mind, before we get into you and, and real estate investing, can you just take two minutes or so and tell us about that Tiny Hands Foundation? Because I'm very sure. intrigued with it. Oh, well, that's that's kind of you to let me do that. You know, I was kind of a narcissist back in the day, probably 17, 18 years ago. And I and I came across Tony Robbins, went to a Tony Robbins event and I saw what he does for needy families. He has something called a basket brigade. And I decided to model it the year I went to his my first event with him. And so I decided to feed five families and called a church, found out who needed help. And my brother and I went and delivered uh, big boxes of food to five families. Well, one of the families the lady came out of the house. She was in this shack and she came out of this shack and she started crying when she saw the food. And then her five children all came out and they all started crying and I was hooked. And so the next year I fed 50 families and this is for the holidays, a big holiday meal with gifts and things like that. In fact, I used to do turkeys, uh, literally um, I Brent deliver a turkey for Thanksgiving. Then I did, so I did 50 the next year. I did a hundred the year after that. And I doubled it every year, 200, 400, 800, 1600. And I paid for it all up to 1600 and that was 07. And then 08 hit. And I was in real estate in 08, need I say more. So I, I formed a foundation called the Tiny Hands Foundation. And we have now fed in the last 16 years, 40,000 kids for the holidays. We've also done thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. In fact, this Saturday, we're doing 1,500 backpacks to local kids here in Sarasota and Bradenton. It's just astounding to me that children in the United States of America don't get supplied with school supplies. That's just astounding to me. But anyway, don't get me started on that. But uh, and then we also do thousands of teddy bears to the I've given thousands of teddy bears to the local police departments here for their officers to put in their vehicles, you know, when they encounter a child that's experienced a traumatic event to help comfort that child and bridge the gap between the child and the officer. So that's very dear to my heart, and I appreciate you letting me mention it. Uh, it's uh, I think any you know those of those of you listening, if you don't incorporate giving back somehow in your life, you need to because you know you've it's cliche. People tell you you get it back tenfold. Well, you do, and you really do. And which is, I know why Marco does his podcast and why I do my podcast as well. It's it's giving back is just the most rewarding thing in the world. Yeah, it is very true. It's similar to the concept of tithing. In fact, I was talking to my daughter this morning and I was telling her, you know, doesn't it feel good when you give something to someone else? I said to her, what happens? What do you see? She goes, well, they smile, you know, they're happy. And I go, right. Doesn't that make you feel great? She goes, yeah. And she just turned nine years old. So, uh, you know, that's awesome. kind of indoctrinating her at an early age about giving back feels really good. 
Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people think that wealthy people or rich people are greedy. I shouldn't say a lot. Some people think that. And it's actually mm -hmm. not true because I think rich people and wealthy people actually give back more than other people because they have the ability to. Yeah, but but I will say this. I'll, I'll add to that. It doesn't. It, you know, anybody can give back. I mean, just make a decision to to smile and lift somebody up that day. You never know what they're going through. You never know who they might touch next. You might save a life by literally smiling or asking someone how they're doing. And so it doesn't take money to give back. But but of course, money helps or, or giving things helps. But you know, go go to an old folks home and and talk to an old person. Just just ask them questions and trigger their memory. Tell them, you know, and and make a friend. It doesn't, it you know, there's so many ways to give back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like I said before, I do want to talk to you another day about setting up a foundation for myself because I want to do something much like what you're doing. Love it. Okay, great. Well, Rod, tell us about yourself, your background, how you got started and how you kind of rolled into real estate. Sure, sure. Well, I, I immigrated when I was six from Holland and Ended up in Denver and got my broker's license when I was 18, a real estate broker's license. You you, you were able to go all the way to a broker's status back then uh, with just education without having uh, experience. So I got my broker's license and ended up starting to buy houses in Denver and bought 500 houses on a buy and hold strategy in Denver. Did very well with them and then bought a couple hundred houses in Memphis. Didn't do so well with them, but then moved to Florida and bought uh, somewhere between 13, 1400 houses here in Florida. And, and I've had different businesses throughout the years here as well, besides the real estate. But I had uh, about 800 houses when 08 hit. And because of several factors, one, I refinanced some of the houses that I had here. And taxes and insurance are very high here. And the, the caliber of inventory that I had was the low end market that had a lot of t turnover anyway. I kind of imploded when 08 hit and I call it a seminar I don't call them failures I've had I've had a few seminars that was my biggest seminar ever but uh, you know that that and, and but what was interesting about that period was I had apartment complexes then and they did just fine through the crash now I've had I if I'd have been in Denver when it 08 hit I would I think I would have survived just fine because the taxes and insurance they're good and 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 uh, they're not high at least they weren't back then when I had them and you know, uh, but I think where I was, I just uh, got my butt handed to me. But, you know, that's what my podcast is about. It's about multifamily real estate investing because I'm a big now proponent because of my experience, my negative experience uh, in Florida here. I, my focus now is multifamily uh, investing and I love it. Love talking about it. Love looking for deals, finding deals. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Well, you've got experience yeah. on both ends from single family right. up to apartment buildings. Right. And I love single family, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I just, uh, you know, for a long term hold strategy, uh, my focus now is is on multifamily. Let's get into the mindset of things here. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people talk about attitude being about 80 percent of your success and the rest of it is is just the action you take. So the attitude has to come first. And I actually like what Kiyosaki says. You know, he says you don't invest with money. You actually invest with your mind. And no matter what field you're in, your biggest asset is your mind. So once you have that knowledge, you can find deals, you can find your team, and you can use other people's money. So why do you think psychology is more important than the technical knowledge when it comes to real estate? Oh, you're absolutely right in the way you just described it. But I'll take it a little step further. If you have the knowledge, you know, if I'm speaking to someone that wants to be an investor in real estate, 
you have to have the knowledge because not only will it prevent you from making mistakes, but it'll give you the, like you said, the confidence to take action. It'll, it'll, it'll mitigate the fear. It may not eliminate it, but it'll mitigate it. And it'll also give you the ability to influence other people. So knowledge is critical. And psychology, like 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 going back to when I first started in real estate, my first year in real estate, I was a real estate broker. I made 10 grand. My second year, I made 15 grand. Well, my third year, I made over 100 grand. And the difference between year two and three was knowledge and confidence and basically psychology. And I totally subscribe to that to that mindset that 80% of success in anything is your psychology and only 20% is the actual mechanics because you can, I, I, everybody listening knows people that know how to do whatever it is they're, they're interested in, but they don't take action. And, you know, you, you hear about people that have gone to college and, and, you know, got advanced degrees and things that have never utilize those degrees to their capabilities and 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 it's fear it, it's psychology so you know uh, it's something i enjoy talking about in my podcast and 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 totally believe in and you know there are ways to shift your psychology which i'm happy to talk about if you want to if you want to have some dialogue about that yeah if you want to expand on it go ahead sure I, sure I, i'm going to well, throw I, something I, in here if you don't mind no go you know, as you were talking you just reminded me of a quote from warren buffett you know he and i use this often i just didn't know who said it uh, but I, I just <laughs> recently learned it was from him. He says, the more you learn, the more you earn. And it's absolutely true. No question. No question. I, you know, when I, when I talk to people that are interested in getting into, you know, investing, real estate investing, I tell them there's two things you need to do. One, you need to educate yourself. You need to go to a course. You need to read books. You, whatever you have to do to educate yourself on the topic, because otherwise you're going to make mistakes. And take it from me. I got that memo. I made every mistake you could possibly make because I'm one of these fire, 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 then take ready and then go ahead and aim. I don't, I didn't, I didn't go to any classes when I first started buying real estate, made every possible mistake. So I say the first thing you got to do is educate yourself. But the second thing you want to do is go out and kick the tires, go out and Talk to brokers, go out and look at deals, go out and evaluate deals, do those things simultaneously, and that's how you get you get good at something. You don't just do one or the other. And, and what we're talking about here is is people that will do the education part, but they'll never actually take action. So you've got to get out there and immerse yourself in whatever it is you want to do, be it real estate or whatever, and 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 learn by doing as as well as educating your mind. But back to your your expanding on psychology. I really believe in in fact I'm doing a goal setting workshop for my local entrepreneur club here tomorrow and so I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days preparing for that but I really believe in you know you have to know what it is you want and you have to know why you want it and you know to me it's critical to have written goals. It's critical to have written down why you must have each one of those goals, both po both positive and negative reasons. Positive being, oh, I'm, you know, I can't be able to live the life I've always wanted and, and life will be fantastic, whatever you put in there. But you, you need to write the positive why you want each goal. But then also put some pain in there if because if I don't do it, I'll feel like a failure or whatever. Put some pain on it because pain will drive you as well. So I believe you need the goal plus the, the why. And then I'm a big person in visualization. So I, I really believe in, in visualization and, and using visualization to manifest what you want in life. And 
And I've done it and not even know, unwittingly visualized a lot of things into my life over the years. And so, you know, I, I believe in getting pictures of what you want. You know, the, the movie The Secret talked about vision boards. I have numerous vision boards, didn't even know what they were. You know, I remember when I first got in real estate, I had this bone ugly four-door Ford Granada and I, I wanted a Corvette. So I got a picture of the Corvette. I put it on the visor of my Ford Granada. And within a year and a half, I had that I had that Corvette. Then I, I wanted a Ferrari. This is back in the Magnum PI days when Tom Selleck drove a, <laughs> a Ferrari 308. Remember that red Ferrari 308? Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted one of those so bad. So I got a picture of that Ferrari 308. Two years later, I got a Maserati that looked just like that Ferrari from the front end. And my favorite visualization story is my I when my son was eight years old, I'd always wanted a Lamborghini. And I'm not I'm not bringing this stuff up to brag. I'm just I'm hoping to inspire some of your listeners to what's possible through visualization. So please know this is not me bragging. This is just me giving you examples. All I can use is my own personal examples. But I had told I'd always wanted a Lamborghini. I told my I had you know, I've always had posters of them, the old Countaches back in the old days, the hot girls and the, and the you know, the beautiful cars. And I made the mistake of telling my eight-year-old that I wanted a Lamborghini. So he got himself posters and pictures, and he actually got a model. He got models of these different cars that he always had, but he got a model of the exact same color and style of the Lamborghini that I ultimately got. And he said he used to lay in bed and visualize me taking him to school in it. And uh, so... You know, I believe in that. I believe, and I've, I visualized a house that I wanted on the beach for 20 years. I ended up getting that. And, and you know, I, I was showing my son the other day in the back of my daily planner. I've got pictures of all of these material type goals that I've wanted that I've had these pictures in here for over 15 years and three-fourths of these things I have. So, you know, I, I believe in clearly in concisely defining what it is you want clearly defining why it's an absolute must and then getting pictures and looking at those pictures and visualizing as if you already have those things with deep gratitude. That's how I get past the speed bumps and the fear of taking action. And Hopefully that helps. Yeah, it's good. And, and, and the pleasure you're going to gain from achieving that goal is good. But one thing you mentioned a few minutes ago, which is very powerful. In fact, it's probably far more powerful than then the pleasure you'll get from achieving a goal is the pain that you'll get from not achieving that goal because pain is a far stronger driver of our right. our, our motivations and actions than than the pleasure piece of it. That's right. That's right. And and most people leave that piece out, but it's a really important piece. And and it's how you get leverage on yourself. And and people don't make big life changes without leverage on themselves. And that's that's one way that I do it. You know, I don't I don't want to have regret. I don't think there's anything worse than regret. So, you know, yeah. there there you have it. Yeah, I agree. I, I try not to live with regret, but unfortunately, there are a few things that, you know, you look back and you say, "Geez, I regret doing that." But anyway, sure, sure. The sure. best the best thing to do in a situation like that is learn from your past mistakes, learn from your past experiences. Because if you make a mistake and you fall on your face and you get yourself up, that's great. But if you move forward and you didn't learn from that experience, well, you're setting yourself up to potentially make that mistake again or, or a variation of it. But if you've learned from that, now you can maybe 10x your results the next time you try. That's right. 
No, I couldn't agree more, Marco. Yeah, that's why I call them seminars. You know, I, I, I could call them failures. I mean, I've had some spectacular successes in business and in real estate, and I've had some equal, even more spectacular failures, and I call them seminars because you learn. I mean, you always, and you look back on them. You know, it's funny. You look back on them, and there's always a silver lining. It's hard to see when you're in the in the thick of it, but uh, there always is, if nothing else, through the educational part of it. So... So taking what you just said, how do you embody that, you know, to become a driver for you in building your real estate business? It's what I just said. You've got to realize what it is you want and you've got to draw attention to it daily. And I do it through pictures. And I even like Grant Cardone, everybody knows who he is, sales trainer, incredible guy. I interviewed him recently and a gazillionaire, got his own jet. And he writes his goals every morning and every night. So, you know, to me, that's a little extreme, but by God, you're never going to free. Oh, oh, and also whenever he's feeling down, he writes his goals. Whenever he gets, he has a, hits a speed bump, something's not working out quite right. He writes his goals. To me, that's brilliant. Now I do it. I I write him every morning based on, you know, him as an example, but that's what you have to do. You have to keep your goals in front of your face. And, but unless you know why, because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the why that's going to drive you unless you know why they're just, they're, you know, people do New Year's resolutions. They never sure. do anything with them. And so, you know, if you, if you look in my exercise room, you look in my office, you're going to see pictures of the things that I want, the material things that I want. Before I met my wife, I had a vision board for a relationship with pictures of the emotion I was looking for in my relationship. And, you know, so you have to find out what pushes you, what drives you. And so I would suggest to your listeners, once they've written their goals, go on Google and find pictures that evoke emotion in you, pictures of the things you want, but, but that, that actually have an emotional, that you have an emotional reaction to and, and have them printed, go to Vista print and get, get have them printed or have sayings printed. If if that's, if, you know, I actually, that's right. I use Vista print for the sayings. I go to the Walgreens for the pictures, but I frame them and put them on my wall. And I'm telling you, people underestimate what they can get done. I'm sorry, they overestimate what they can get done in a year, but they underestimate what they can get done in a decade. Yes. So, you know, take the top off your mind and 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 don't be afraid to have big goals is my advice. Yes, very true. And, and that's good advice. I actually have written goals and I keep it folded up in a piece of paper and I put it in my wallet and then I could read it in the morning right. or during the day. But uh, writing them out every morning is taking that to a whole other level. Well, Grant does it morning and night. <laughs> like, holy cow. Wow. You know, and I tried it for a while and my wife just got disgusted with me and that was the end of that. But, <laughs> but oh, you just, had, you just triggered a thought I was going to mention. Oh, when you said you wrote it down and put it in your wallet. You know, Jim Carrey, you, if you Google Jim Carrey and, and, and the word check, you'll see he had a check he'd written himself when he was poor That's right. for, 10 million, for 10 million bucks and he had it in his wallet and he'd sit up by the Hollywood sign, he'd pull it out and look at it and he got 10 million for Dumb and Dumber. And he talks about it. Uh, I'm going to talk about it oh, tomorrow yeah. on my goal goal setting workshop. Yep. So you know that's pretty insp- and 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 you know any Olympic athlete, any athlete period will visualize the race in their mind before they do it. Visualization is extremely powerful. You know, visualize yourself as already having whatever it is you want with gratitude, and it's very very powerful. I mean, some people call it prayer, you know, whatever you want to call it, but but it's very very powerful. Agreed. Let's quickly touch on something here, achievement versus fulfillment. What's the difference in your real estate business? Well, for me personally, 
And that's one of Tony Robbins' uh, favorite things that he talks about because he's met billionaires that have achieved, but they're miserable. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm really glad you started with, you know, giving back and contribution and philanthropy because you guys, you can go out and make a ton of money, but if you're not happy, what's the point? And, and if you're not fulfilled, if, you, if you're not satisfied, if you're not, if you don't, you know, get up and, and feel great. And that's why giving back is so, so important. Even if you're, even if you're not where you want to be yet financially, give back anyway, because that's fulfillment. And, you know, doing something that gives your life meaning is fulfillment. Achieving, anybody can achieve, anybody can achieve, you know, they put enough energy in, enough time in, they'll achieve, but they may not be fulfilled. Now, the, 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 the meaning is, is what brings fulfillment. And meaning typically comes from helping people in some fashion or helping whatever it is in some fashion. So that's the difference in my mind. I agree. I like to say that real estate investing is like a game. And the name of that game is passive income. And then after that is increasing your assets. And then after that is ultimately you know, creating that financial freedom. But it, it all starts with passive income and building up lots of it as much as you can. Couldn't agree more. So having said that, what would you tell someone who is looking to build up a lifetime of cash flow from their rental real estate, regardless of whether it's apartments or single family homes or duplexes? Right. What would I tell them? I, I would tell them start immediately because, you know, what else can you buy that someone else pays off for you? You know, I would say pay attention to the cash flow. I would not pay much attention to value right now. I would pay attention to cash flow and but get it, get it going, get started, get, you know, and everybody I've ever interviewed on my podcast, I ask them what their regret is. And it's always that they didn't start sooner. They didn't go bigger, faster. It's all, that's always the, the, the complaint or that they sold their real estate instead of holding on to it. That's always every tool one. That's, that's what they say. So I would say definitely get started, start that investments process. Uh, you'll be very glad you did. Absolutely. Rod, yeah. you sound like a uh, pretty self-disciplined type of person. You know, there's a saying out there that if you spend the next five years doing what other people are afraid to do or just simply won't take action to do, you could spend the rest of your life living like the other people Wanna only live. dream of. Right, right. Oh, that, I say that all the time. Do what other people aren't willing to do and you'll be a success anyway. And I, I use that as examples and and how to find deals and you know, go out there and beat the bushes. And, but uh, you're right. I mean, it, and, and Grant Cardone says, grind now, play later. And I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I have that sign on my wall uh, and, and comfort kills. That's another sign I have on my wall, you know, get out there and push yourself and you'll be glad you did. You'll live the life you've, you've dreamed of living and, you know, find what it is that drives you, find what it is that motivates you, get pictures of it, write it down, Listen to tapes uh, if that helps in the car. Listen to podcasts if that helps and stay positive. Okay. It's what, you know, it's, it's where you put your energy is your life. If you're always negative, you're going to have a negative life. And if you're, if you're a positive person, it's a huge, hugely important piece of it uh, is, is your attitude. Do you have any tips on how to maintain a, a positive attitude, even when you're kind of going through the uh, doldrums? 
I can tell you, for me, it's exercise. It's being, it's stopping and being grateful in the morning. My wife and I almost every day sit out on our back, uh, out in our yard. We look at the water and watch the boats go by and, and we have our coffee and we just are grateful. I mean, we, we, we don't take it for granted. We don't take our life for granted. And even, you know, there's always something to be grateful for, whatever it is, incorporate gratitude in your life. And, and that helps a lot. And if you feel like you're feeling depressed or sad, you're typically focused on yourself. So if you can turn that around and go help somebody else or focus on somebody else, you'll find that that will, that'll take care of how you feel about yourself. So get out of your own head. Don't focus on yourself if you're feeling bad and start focusing on helping other people, be it your wife, your kids, your friends, your family, your employees. And you'll find that it's kind of hard to stay upset or sad or depressed if if you're focusing outward. Yes. And what you just said takes us full circle back to where we started about giving back and helping other people and your tiny hands foundation. It's, it's yeah, thank it, you. It really just it just goes full circle. So yeah, it, it thank you. Yeah, by the way, I want to mention uh, so I don't forget I am writing a book on multifamily real estate investing. And it's going to be very, very good. I'm two chapters away from being done. It'll be a couple hundred pages. And I'm happy to give it to your listeners for free. Um, yeah. If they want, if they want it, they can just text my name Rod to four one four one one. That's Rod to four one four one one, and I'll put you on the list for it. Now, don't hold me to getting it done in thirty days. It's probably going to be ninety days, but it'll be very, very good if anybody's interested. And then, uh, you know, if you don't mind my mentioning my podcast, I'd, you yeah, know, if go anybody's for it. If, if anybody's interested in multifamily real estate investing, you know, come come listen to my podcast. Uh, it's it's. Uh, lifetime cash flow through real estate investing. And uh, we have a lot of fun just like you do, Marco. Yeah, it's great. No, I love giving yeah. back. And I like I like yeah. doing these podcasts because we can share ideas and teach people uh -huh. about, you know, various strategies and techniques and giving back and everything else. And you and you know what? And, and, and you learn why you're doing it. And, you know, it's funny, the teacher gets as much value as the as the students do. So absolutely. Yeah. No, I get something from every single show. Every time I have a guest, I always walk away with two or three nuggets. You know, it's just fantastic. Right. right. Well, good. Rod, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap it up here today? No, no, it's been a lot of fun. I, I uh, you know, I love talking about psychology and, and taking action and, and goal setting and, and real estate. So I think we've covered everything I love and my wife. Beyond that, I don't think there's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, great. Rod, I appreciate you uh, spending the time with us today. We'll get this uh, episode up here real soon, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking awesome. to you again soon. Awesome, Marco. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Rod. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that was a great interview with Rod. I think I took away a lot of good insight from him, and I hope you did too. At the heart of it, at the core of it, is you need to build something that drives yourself, and that drive will lead to motivation because it's the motivation that makes things happen. You know, as they say, where there's no will, there's no way. So what you need to do is get defining what is driving you. And I think at the heart of it and the ultimate secret is really what are your values? You know, what is it that deep down inside makes you do the things you do? Is it your family? Is it love for a particular passion? You need to figure out what your values are. One of my values is growth and learning and expanding my mind and learning new things. I thirst for new information and I'd like to learn and I like to learn from other people and from books and whatnot. 
So define all your values. And then once you have that, then you can find out what your why is. And this is your compelling purpose. This turns into a compass needle and sets a direction. Now you know what you're trying to achieve. When you know what your why is, now you can start getting tactical and you can start to define the how, the how you're going to achieve it. Because remember, real estate is just a vehicle. It's a powerful vehicle to get you from here to there. And it can provide you with that financial freedom to allow you the time and the ability to do what you want, see the things you want to see, give back to the people you want to give back to, give to charity and all that good stuff. So always start with your values, define your whys, write out your goals, and then you can map that out into the how you're going to achieve that. And of course, you need to take action. All this planning is useless and worthless unless you actually do something about it. So be sure to take that first step, break it down into smaller and smaller pieces until they're bite sized and you can start moving towards whatever it is you want to achieve as far as your goals go. Well, that's it for today. If you have a question for me that you want to cover on the show, just shoot me an email through the PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com website. Just click Ask Marco at the top. Send me your question. I'll try to answer it on the air. If not, I will respond to you via email. If you're looking to explore real estate investing or build your portfolio further, by all means, give our investment counselors a quick call for a strategy session. Remember to subscribe if you're listening to the show and you haven't subscribed yet. Just click that subscribe button at the top on your iTunes app or podcatcher. Anyway, thanks for listening and we will see you next week on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.